Welcome to Yaddle Yaddle Yaddle, the show about nothing but Star Wars. I'm Drew. I'm Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Drew. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Thank Excellent. you, everybody, who listened to episode one, or yes. if you're tuning in for the first time on episode two, yes. this is episode two. So it really is a show about nothing. Um, yaddle, yaddle, yaddle. Yaddle's the... You should say the origin behind the yeah, name yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, Yaddle is a, a type of whatever Yoda is. It's, I don't think the species has a name. Yeah. Um. So it's a female mm-hmm. version of Yoda that shows up in... Uh, phantom menace and man is her hairstyle it is just perfect quite a look um and i if i have this right she's only in phantom menace and mm-hmm. she is the the puppet style yoda because when you go back they digitally redid yoda for yes. like the blu-ray releases yeah, yeah yeah i think she's is she even in the blu-ray releases i don't we should, like to be honest I, I i need to uh confess something oh no i Phantom Menace is the one that I really don't watch very often. Oh, that's a confession to a Star Wars fan saying Phantom Menace is I not know, that I know, good. I know, I know. Well, there, there's a trend going on right now of people who are, you know, they're like yeah. really like into the prequels, which I like the prequels. It's They've also found a life as like the source of memes. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's the, that Reddit page, yeah, prequel whole, memes. And, and even yeah. if you are looking at regular Star Wars stuff on Reddit, you get people who want to make everything a prequel meme. Of course. Of course. Um, but, yeah. Like, I enjoy... I think, for me, The Phantom Menace... This is getting off topic. For no, sure no, no, no. We're whatever. already off topic. It literally is a show about <laughs> nothing. But Star Wars, this is Star Wars. We're, we're okay. Okay, great, great. Thank you. Thank you for your approval. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. Um, I think the idea and concept and story behind a phantom menace Mm -hmm. is great like like you put that on paper i'm like yeah let's do this i wish like anakin was older but whatever um it's where you see darth where darth vader came from yeah yeah yeah. so i like that a lot um but just the execution it didn't do it for me right like i'll watch it but it's it's the one that i definitely watch the least um so we have an answer from the internet kind of um their Yaddle um, apparently is still a puppet in the Blu-ray Ooh, version that's of very How do you think she feels about that? Do you I think she's I think, pissed? I think if uh, we were in Kathleen Kennedy's world, uh, we might have we might get some more justice for Yaddle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that is the the source of uh, the podcast name. Yaddle is uh, the female Yoda. She's briefly on screen in the Phantom Menace with no explanation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually I'll just read some facts about her oh yeah yeah she's one of the Jedi Council's most compassionate members and a Jedi Master who exhibits patience and great wisdom the same species as Yoda Yaddle is 477 years old like Yoda she's there's a lot of information no I like it Um, she will provide a single insightful opinion the soft-spoken Jedi Master uh, greatly respects Yoda for so even the female Yoda is like deferent to yoda that's oh yeah but um yes welcome to yaddle (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm uh that's Alyssa. yep and uh, this is episode two hey we've made it we've made it through the introduction which is two more of any uh episodes than any podcast i've ever done before amen yeah same here setting yeah uh we talked a lot uh the last time we got together about the uh last jedi Mm -hmm. we talked about the last jedi and all the stuff that was uh, coming out in the press building up to that mm-hmm. um, we have only a month to go oh my until Last Jedi comes out 
And still, somehow, that is not the most exciting bit of Star Wars news that's broken in the last week. Like, what is going on right now? It, what Was it on Friday that all this happened? I think it was Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. Because it came out at the same time Disney um, reported their, their earnings for that's the stock right. market. That's right. And they did not do well. Um, they not only were earnings down, but they like were less than people were even expecting them. Oof. But stocks still went up because Disney announced, take it away, Lissa. Uh, a uh, new Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yes. And on top of that, like that was already like news. And then they just added to that by saying that they're making a live action yeah. TV series. And make no mistake, that's not to say that Ryan Johnson is directing episodes 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that. And it seems like people are like kind of upset about that, or these, they want that. I don't know. These are not necessarily, I mean, I don't know if they'll be titled uh, 10, 11, 12, but they will not be Skywalker sagas. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Are you cool with that, or do you um, want the Skywalker story to continue? You know, we can get it. I think that a lot of it ties in with the way that they treat 9, which we're going to talk a lot mm-hmm. about tonight, but... Um, I, you know what? I think it's it's always good to explore new stories. I think um, I appreciate some tie-ins. I appreciate the, um, sort of the almost spiritual connectedness of a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. If you just say, here's a cool universe, um, do whatever you want. Just make sure there's some blasters and maybe a lightsaber at some point. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have to be a lightsaber. You, you just have people in the Star Wars universe. And I think Ryan Johnson is a pretty interesting pick. I will I put an asterisk there so that in case I don't like Last Jedi for whatever reason. <laughs> but you got to figure, Disney's seen The Last Jedi. They wouldn't give him three movies if they didn't yeah. love it. Yeah. And, I mean, on top of that, fans are on board with it right with ryan johnson and you've got on record it's now recorded since in episode one yep. of saying that people should withhold their praise or criticism of ryan johnson until they've actually seen what um he does. i would say withhold praise or criticism of the last jedi right until you, like no, ryan, yeah. ryan johnson has proved himself yeah, yeah. he's a um, genius i i love ryan johnson and i'm so glad that this is happening but right. once again like we don't know like we let's i mean once again there's people who like the prequels but when episode one was announced that it was being made and that mm-hmm. george lucas was gonna do all of it right people were stoked right like they're like this is perfect but you know it turned people, out not to be not to be what people wanted right. uh yeah so i am expecting great things from the last jedi i can't wait to see it but like i'm i'm withholding you know saying it's going to be the best star wars movie ever made so we'll know a lot more about what to think of that new ryan johnson trilogy uh five weeks from now when we've seen last jedi oh my god dude we want to dig a little more into the fact that jj abrams in the meantime is already working on episode nine the end of this new sequel trilogy yes um it's maybe divisive. Uh, let, let's start with how you feel about it personally, Alyssa. I, <clears throat> I honestly, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. It's someone who, you know, Lucasfilm obviously likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love The Force Awakens. I think it was great. Um, and I understand where a lot of people's uh, criticism is coming from with mm-hmm. him. You know, people didn't like The Force Awakens. A lot of people didn't like it. Um 
but I'm I'm on board. I'm excited. Right. Uh, how about you, Drew? What? How do you feel about it? Um, I think it's a. I feel like Star Wars is in safe hands. Um, yes. In 2012, when Disney got uh, the Star Wars franchise, they purchased Lucasfilm. Um, I was sort of in the mindset of. I really don't even care if Star Wars is mediocre. I just want to see more Star Wars. I want to see yeah. what happened to Han and Leia. I want to see what happened to Luke. I want to see their continuing adventures. Yeah. I don't even care if they were good. And now that J.J. has made a good Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. I feel like now the bar is set really high. And it's, so it's kind of ironic that J.J. now has to clear the hurdle that he set. I mean, and so that that to me is like, you know, we've gotten really good Star Wars out of Disney. And even if it's... Even if it's not as good as, as Force Awakens or people who say Force Awakens is bad, which I don't think it was, but people who have problems with it, even if it's not, it's I think that that JJ has it's in good hands with him. I think he's yeah. he's definitely charted uh, a good course for Lucasfilm and for Disney and for the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I'm excited. Um... You mentioned Force Awakens and how a lot of your feelings about Episode Nine are based in whether it will be. Different, better, worse than JJ's effort on Force Awakens. So, do you want to talk about what the pros and cons of just the Force Awakens are? Well, we can, sure. re- we, can we don't know what Episode Nine is, but we know what Seven was. Yeah. So, what are you, what are the good and bad in Force Awakens as you see it? The, for me, the good was um, I think like great representation of Han and Leia, even though like it's not maybe where we thought they would be mm-hmm. in the universe. I feel like you know they got their characters well i also love the new characters that they brought in uh ray poe finn are all great along with bb8 um (laughs) can't forget can't forget that the the cons a lot of people are saying that uh you know it's very similar to a new hope i get Mm -hmm. that i understand it i'm cool with it like i feel like they had to get people back into the universe reassert what Star Wars is about, they right. did that. How about you? Maybe it's maybe I'm damning JJ with faint praise by saying that it was really cool to see Han Solo uh, adventure because really yeah. he was the he was the he was showcased more than Leia or Luke in Force Awakens. Yeah, and maybe any movie with Han Solo is going to be good, and that's not JJ's to his credit. Um, but I thought that was really fun to see him really showcased and take the front stage along with um, Daisy Ridley. John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver, even though mm-hmm. he didn't get as much screen time with the others. Yeah. Um, I thought those, the, the new three or four were all great. And I, I think that that's a great team to build a, a trilogy around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I liked all of that. Um, I think that people, you know, if we're going to talk about the fact that it mirrored um, A New Hope, we should mention that Starkiller was, for me, kind of like just a big... Just just a set piece for the third act of the movie. Yeah, I completely agree. I didn't need that, to be honest. Um, it didn't need to be a giant laser either. No, it really didn't. I, I totally get that. Um, and that, that kind of leads me to another thing that I was thinking about in the cons column mm-hmm. that I remember a lot of people mentioning. I never thought about it when the movie first came out. Is that there's no, like space battle like no battle yeah. in space everything takes place on a planet um, yeah that's fair i think you know with something called star wars it'd be cool to see not a lot of space battles no um also um another con and you're gonna be like Alyssa. i can't believe you're saying this but it's the truth and i want to i wanted to see it there wasn't enough luke 
in Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, those who listened to episode one know that Alyssa, I to use the same phrase I did last last time. Alyssa thinks Luke is a little bitch. <laughs> um, but you're, you're right. I mean, you have you've waited thirty years to see Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Leia back on the screen. Yeah. And you don't even give Mark Hamill a line. Yeah. I mean, there, we've talked about all the different places you could have had him jump in, whether it's that he saves uh, Ray and Finn on Starkiller or, or whatever it could have been. Just give him something to do. Yeah. But maybe we'll see that in Last Jedi. Maybe that yeah, will make I up think, for it. I mean, I think it can be said, like, that was part of the mystery. Like, what is going on with Luke Skywalker? And they needed to tell the Han mm-hmm. story before they could get to Luke's story. Another thing that I that I don't know if... I, I still don't know how to feel about in Force Awakens is sort of the main plot. Like, the, the main thing that's driving from the very first line, when Poe receives from Max von Sydow's character receives the basically a USB drive. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. first line is like about how this will make it right. And it's a map that's, a, you later expand it out, but it's an incomplete map. Mm-hmm. And then it somehow interfaces with a version of a map that R2 has been hiding. And like, just on the one hand, it's like, if you, if you knew what piece of the map was missing, if you had part of it, wouldn't you just like look in the parts that were... Yeah. And... And apparently, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff here that maybe you could shed some light on, Alyssa. There was a version of that where it wasn't a a map to Luke Skywalker that everyone was looking for. It was either, I've seen reported, it was either his lightsaber, mm-hmm. which makes some sense because you see that later in the movie, or his hand. His disembodied hand. I, like, I'm so <laughs> glad that the hand... But thing never made it is, in. Has, has it been confirmed that that was actually in a draft of the script for Force Awakens? Not that I'm aware of. As but, far as far as I know, that was rumor, but I also haven't looked very deeply into it because I... Sorry, I almost said a bad <laughs> word, which whatever, I don't care. Whatever. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it it would have been really stupid if, as was reported, the first shot of Force Awakens after the crawl would have been a hand floating in space. And also, I'm just going to say, like, whenever you see, like, space movies, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, once someone is exposed to the elements of space, like, they become, like, frozen. Like, right. don't you think, like, the hand would probably just, like, disintegrate? Like, it would hit something and shatter by this yeah. point? Or it would float off into, you know, oblivion. Yeah. Because the space is so vast that you can't find the planet that's missing from a map where Luke Skywalker is hanging out. Yeah. Then it's probably vast enough that a hand that floats away is going to be lost forever. It's yeah. space junk. Yeah. It might get caught in the turbine of an X-Wing at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I... So I thought the plot, the whole driving force there of like, we need a map to Luke Skywalker was lame A because just the device they used for getting there was like not really that clear on how it worked. And B, your whole motivating thing is get to Luke Skywalker, and then you, you don't pay it off. He yeah. doesn't even say anything. There's, I mean, there's there's a very dramatic turn. Do you think that maybe the reason Luke doesn't talk at all is because it would be a spoiler for Last Jedi? I do. I really like that's that's where my mind like. There's is. no there's no dialogue they could give him that wouldn't give away a secret yeah. of the Last Jedi. Like, there's so many, like, first of all, like, there's so much speculation on what, like, his first line is going to be. Like, that's right. fun. That's fun to just sit and 
have to wait for that. Yeah. And also, like, this isn't J.J. Abrams' trilogy, you know? Like, A it, very fair point. Yeah. It's not even two-thirds to... his. He's just the director of two of them. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, you got to give Ryan Johnson his chance to mm-hmm. do what he will with Luke's story. And honestly, like, you don't want to take a... I don't think there's anything that could take away... That could... Or, I'm sorry. That could really give an emotional impact that was greater than seeing Han Solo die. Right. You know, like, I don't think, like, I don't think I would be in the right, me personally, as someone who likes Han Solo more than Mm -hmm. Luke, in the mindset to be like, okay, Luke said something, fine. Like, I would still be like, but Han Solo is dead. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, from a story perspective, this trilogy really is kind of like, it kind of is saying... FU fans, I know you've built up your headcanon for the mm-hmm. last 30 years of what happens to these three, but it's not that's not how it happens. No. And they make it pretty clear. Like, you're never going to see Han and Luke hang out again. That's never going to happen. No. And, I mean, not that they planned it that way, but you're not going to see, like, you know, Luke, Leia, and Han. You're not going to see a, the, any of the, the three of the, even two of them in episode nine together. No. Um, which, maybe that's the way that this trilogy is supposed to go, is it's, you thought that these three from this movie were the end-all be-all, but they're not. Like, there's other stuff going on here, and they're flawed people. They have different stories than what would seem obvious. And maybe that is kind of bold. We might not know until we see what happens in Last Jedi. Yeah. I, I'm i completely fine with that. Like, there's a lot of people who talk about how, like, The Force Awakens doesn't really explain anything what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. when uh, the Republic is destroyed... I understand. Like, that was like, why do I care the Republic is being destroyed? I get that. Um, But the same thing in A New Hope was like, everyone was just thrown into this universe. They didn't treat us like children and be like, well, this is happening right Right. now. Like, they do the crawl, but you're really just thrown into it. You're figuring it out with the characters. Oh, this planet has two suns. Like, you have to figure out how how that all works. And they make references to the Empire and the Rebellion. Yeah. And you're on your own to figure out what the Rebellion is and what they're rebelling against. Yeah, you have no idea. So I'm totally fine with being in the dark on things. Yeah, that's that's I think that's part of... I think that's part of Star Wars. I think maybe the prequels uh, shot that a bit for people going into the sequels now because they kind of knew where the story was going yeah you have an end point in mind yeah and that takes me actually to a question i have for you um we had brunch like what three weeks ago two weeks something like that and Alyssa raised a point to me that was one of her concerns about jj is this thing called the mystery box is that Mm -hmm. what it's called yep yep and the i understand like 40 percent of what the mystery box is it's basically that the way J.J. likes to tell stories is to set up a, a mystery, make the audience ask questions, mm-hmm. and then leave it, is it, that he leaves yeah. it for someone else to pay it off? Is I mean, that that's his... pretty much, that's what happened with Lost. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's happened with Star Trek, but I don't feel like anyone cares as much about right. the mystery of Star Trek. And, I mean, that's The Force Awakens. Like, it is just a whole bunch of questions. Right. Um, but... Yeah, it's going to be really interesting with him closing out a trilogy uh, to see what... uh, Because, like, there's speculation that they will do 10, 11, 12, which is great, but this is a trilogy. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the trilogy that's happening now. There has to be closure. Right. The last two two trilogies have all ended very conclusively. Yes. Yes. You have 
our main heroes hanging out in a treehouse with a bunch of teddy bears and mm-hmm. banging on bongo drums. And then in the other uh, trailer... No, no, no. Banging on heads. Uh, well... <laughs> Helmets. Which... They definitely like, decapitated. As a little kid, <laughs> I didn't realize... I mean, I should have known because, like, people put on Stormtrooper helmets. But I thought that they were literally, like, banging on decapitated heads. I thought that those were, like, Stormtrooper... I, I was like... Yeah. That's grim. It is grim. And I'm down with it. The e- Like, you in your head canon, are the Ewoks actually, like, homicidal maniacs? Obviously. Like, they wanted to cook... <laughs> Chewbacca and Luke and right. like, and that's true. Doesn't they joke. wanted to serve them to Leia? Like that's true. Is a joke in Return of the Jedi that, like, like they have Harrison Ford blowing on the flames that they're about to yeah. use to cook him. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're insane. Their Ewoks are insane. And, and what makes them? I love that. What makes them not eat Luke and Han is religion. <laughs> It was religion. Oh my gosh. Just like, what a great moment for religion in that. Like, they'll always be able to, religions will always be able to turn to that scene in Return of the Jedi. And, and like, have, look. And they happen good. to worship the biggest asshole of the whole group. <laughs> they don't worship, like, they, they, they're nice to Leia, but they don't worship Luke, who's actually a wizard. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's actually raising 3 <laughs> up. They worship gold guy. Yeah. Because he's... He looks cool and can do funny voices. Yeah, and can do like the oh, what what's the thing called with the kid books where like there's sounds that go along. Yeah, with them? it's That's like what three PO is basically a, a walking speak and say. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is uh, not my favorite character, but no, the Ewoks no. love him because they are basically just furry serial killers. Yeah, and, and I they love manage it. to take down an entire army. What were we talking about? I don't know. I don't... Uh, closure? Oh, bongos? Oh, oh right, man. right, right, I right, don't right. Know. The, the ends of trilogies. How you end it with a really happy ending on episode episode six. You end it with a really kind of a bummer ending on episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but JJ has now his responsibility to give episode nine some kind of ending. You have to put a bow on it. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, having the guy who created or had part in creating the new characters, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Because he obviously has something in mind of where he wanted the characters to go. He's right. going to get to do that. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Drew, what do you think about JJ closing um, it out? Closing out the mystery box. I think I think it's maybe, maybe for him that's the new challenge. Because for the first time in JJ's career, really, he's going to have to take someone else's work, which he's going to be largely building off of what ryan johnson does mm-hmm. got, got to do his own thing um and clearly uh, that'll be different for him but he knows he knows this world i mean he's had a, a big part in in shaping it yeah i'm 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 happy like i know like i wish that they would have gotten a woman director i would have loved that or mm-hmm. um like taika like we need a taika directed have you seen thor by the way oh i freaking love it i saw it for the second time today really yeah um so is it true that sorry we're this is <sighs> a show about nothing but star wars but but now we're talking about we're on the thor. disney marvel yeah yeah, yeah. we can branch out this we is our branch show out. branch out like kate blanchett's helmet in that <laughs> movie <laughs> i bet that's all i know about kate blanchett's character in thor ragnarok is that she has the most like Fierce, like Hannibal season yes, one. Yes, that's all I could think about. In the trailer, that's all I could think about is that like Brian Fuller uh, like should sue them for yep. stealing that. Yep. Um, is it true that it's funny? It's so funny. 
the last scene of the actual movie, like not mm-hmm. the extra scenes. I, not gonna lie, I almost peed my pants. There was water coming out of my eyes. It was so funny. Wow. I, I think it's hilarious. Um, I, I just feel, and this is tangentially related to Star Wars, um, what's happened in Marvel is that you have like fun characters who you kind of know and they have their own personalities. They've done a really good job of making Thor different than Iron Man, who's different than Captain America, who's different than Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Like they're all distinctive. I think they've done a great job with that. But like the villains in Marvel suck. They're, they're all, so bad. They're, they're all the same. It's There's yep. some glowing, like colorful thing that the bad guy wants because the bad guy gets it. They can destroy whole planets. Yeah. And the stakes are never even... Maybe Ant-Man's the exception and, and the new Spider-Man. But, like, the stakes are never, like, we got to save the town or we got to mm-hmm. save my girlfriend. It's like the world will end. And yeah. Marvel movies have done this time after time. It's hard for me to justify spending another $19 to watch another one of these. But, yeah. but if people say that... Thor Ragnarok is almost campy because you have Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. playing a parody of Jeff Goldblum, apparently. Yep. yep. Kate Blanchett is doing an impression of a drag queen inspired by Kate Blanchett. <laughs> which, oh my god, I love that which, so much. Which to me is like, okay, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> um, but she's also wearing the horns from Hannibal season one. Yep. Um, the show notes for this episode are going to be so Oh, they're going to be insane. I love it. We're keeping all of this in, by the way. It's None of this none is going this, away. This is a one-take show. Yep. Um, what, again, what were we talking about? Are there porgs in Thor? I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's not porgs, but there is one creature named uh, Meek who is just the right, best. I'm googling this. Thor Ragnarok. Was M-I-E-K, because I've looked it up. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's very bizarre. Yeah, and he he's really the star of the movie, even though he does nothing at all. Uh, much like the Porgs will be. Although, exactly. Although, um, for those who missed episode one, um, hot take here, Porgs are actually evil and uh, are clones of Palpatine yep. and are yep. responsible for every bad thing ever to happen in Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. Porg is Darth Plagueis. <laughs> you heard it here first. Let's get it P trending. And P. Porg, Plagueis. Porg is Plagueis. It's trending on Twitter. Get on. Oh my gosh. So, uh, what else we have to talk about? Let's let's get back into this Ryan Johnson trilogy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what, 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 what do you want it to be, Drew? Like, what do you want? Um, is there a certain like time period you want? Well, let's it to be around. A big question is: Is this going to be? an expansion on existing legends or expanded universe or stuff we've heard alluded to. Yeah. Or is it going to be totally distinct? You could just start over. You could have a farm boy who's on some other planet who goes on some other adventures and meets other people. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem with that, with the only, the only danger with creating a brand new thing is that it is really tempting to fall into the, the mold of, a bunch of outcasts from different places, all walks of life, come together mm-hmm. to overcome the odds and beat some more powerful entity. Yeah. And we've kind of seen that. Yeah. I, I Like, agree. even Rogue One kind of did that. And Rogue One was kind of doing its own thing. And so my, my concern is, like, if Ryan Johnson starts from scratch, give him a pitch. Um, man, I... I really don't know. I honestly, I don't know. 
he had to have gone to them with something oh yeah right yeah i mean i was thinking like maybe like i would be so happy with this maybe oscar isaac like is down to do a spin-off of his character i think that'd be great um i i want it to be something different but i also want lucasfilm to take a chance on doing something different than the Mm -hmm. start and like i know like it didn't work out with uh phil lord and chris miller right but i think like Ryan Johnson has, like, a very quirky style to, like, uh, Brick and uh, the mm-hmm. Brothers Bloom. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fun to bring that into the Star Wars universe. Like, uh, to use Brick as an example, to do a Star Wars noir. Yeah. Like- Honestly, I think it would be fun. Um, and just, like, his dialogue, it's so, like, weird and out there. And I I would love to see that in Star Wars. And I, if they put their trust in Ryan... I don't think Ryan's going to do anything that's going to upset Lucasfilm. Right. I think it would. I think it would work out. I mean, it's a huge vote of confidence from Kathleen Kennedy and the the execs at Disney because, I mean, you could wind up with a Phil uh, Phil and Chris situation. You could wind yeah. up with something where they go, "This is really this is good, but it's not what we're here to make." Yeah. Ultimately, he has bosses, and yeah. that's what sucks about this is. I mean, you you do have to do something that's going to make your bosses happy. Um, I think it's a great idea with the whole, like, just totally flip the script, change the style. You don't have to do a space opera adventure. Yeah. You don't have to do um, that style. You could do something totally different. You could make an indie movie in the Star Wars universe. I I think that'd be so much fun. What, what What's your pitch, Drew? Um, pitch oh, it. Oh, man. If I'm... So, you could take an existing genre that we haven't yet seen intersect with star wars you could do like a, a pure like romance or a coming of age story you could do something where it's like stranger things in space yeah oh god if you if you walked into an office right now and you said i've got an idea for a series is stranger thing meets star wars someone would hand you oh, yeah. a briefcase full of money to oh, make yeah. that happen absolutely why not do that why not do a kid's thing I would love that. Honestly, okay, like like a Goonies kind of movie. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be great. And it could even be like, you know, you do like Young Poe. Oh, I would love that. You do like Teenage Poe. I would love that. And he's like, love he's, stealing, he's stealing ships and stuff for joyrides. Yep. yep. And then like, oh, but the problem is like, he worked the First Order. Like he got, at some point, General Organa would have to show up and like discipline him and oh, yeah. recruit him. Okay, maybe this, that's Okay, that's my pitch to Marvel Comics. That's the comic you make. You make Young Poe, although I think canonically he already has a backstory, but he, someone like fun. Young Poe. You can get someone, like, we know stories, but there's so much that hasn't been filled in. Or do, I don't, know, I don't want to do anyone that's already been tied into the to the existing canon, but it'd be really cool to do, like, I, I think that's my pitch then, is a, okay. as, a, as a teenage, or like a stand by me in space. I love space. it. I love it. Um, but do you have any ideas of like stuff that's in the EU or that you've seen that's mentioned in Clone Wars and uh, Rebels that you'd want to see them make a series out of? Yeah, it's so hard. For me, this is getting into the television show now, but mm-hmm. whatever. We're not into you know keeping it structured. It's fine. Um, the first thing when I heard that the live action series was coming out is I just thought of the Aftermath books, mm-hmm. which are really good. Um and for me, when I was reading these, I was like, these read like a television show. I can see this as a television show, this crew that. Yeah. going out and doing that. I would love to see that show. Um, but also, I was thinking, I was just like thinking of 
uh, different types of shows that are like are already on TV. And I was like, oh man, like a Star Wars legal drama. I was like, oh my gosh, like Chandrila legal, just like them, like getting all the uh, war criminals in and like charging them and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd eat that up. Or we could do like, like an Aaron Sorkin type with the Senate. Or... Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Aaron Sorkin doing a walk and talk Star Wars. Like, oh my gosh. All you gotta do is like in that in your pitch meeting for your Star Wars TV, she'd be like, Bradley Whitford in blue space makeup. And people are like, yep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. I want Space Josh Lyman to have Oh, yeah, absolutely. Willing to the West Wing in the show notes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Hey. People who don't get West Wing references will not appreciate that. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. That'd be really good. I mean, like, uh, so you actually want it to be like the Star Wars legal system. <laughs> I don't know. I was really could, just no, having fun with that. You could even that. tie it in with like a bounty hunter where there's like a lawyer Ooh, who wants to find space criminals. Yeah. And he brings them in with the help of a bounty hunter. Yeah. Not someone in front. Not, not bo- something don't, that's... Don't get a fet. Don't get... No. Get, get like, you know... Uh, maybe uh, Sabine. She's not a bounty hunter, but she's Mandalorian. And Yeah. You could... Sure. I think that's something you could... You could do a treatment for that. I, I, I should have read this uh, press release more closely. I know, I did. Is this live that. action series, I believe it's going to be part of the new Disney streaming platform. Yes, yes, that is definitely um, right. Which is also going to be, um, which is also going to be rivaling Netflix. It's going to have all of the Star Wars um, projects on it. Yes. It's going to have all the Disney movies on it, which is why they're pulling them off of Netflix. Um, and the other weird thing about this is that if Disney does acquire Fox, Patton Oswalt's thing, his plan. Oh my gosh. The Patton Oswalt Parks and Rec monologue could totally happen now. I would love that. that whenever I'm having like a bad day, like there's many <laughs> things that I'll go to, but that is definitely one of the things I will go to. And that watch will over. also be in our show notes. Yes. But Patton Oswalt, unscripted, did a, he, there was an episode where he's a. a Citizen of Pawnee, Indiana, mm-hmm. and he's filibustering. And they didn't have, like, they didn't write material. Patton said, I'll come up with something to, to film. And I think it was six minutes. Yeah, it's longer than what's in the episode. Yeah, in the episode, they sort of did like a, a best of where they did jump cuts to like the crazy things he was saying. Um, but he went on and he actually had, as a fan of the X Men and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars, like, the stuff he was talking about, I was like, I really want this to be adapted on screen. And I don't know if that's stuff that Patton had thought about before, but like, it's all possible now. Disney's yeah. going to own all of... You're going to have Daniel Day-Lewis as Abraham Lincoln in a Star Wars movie eventually. Oh, well, if he comes out of retirement, which, of course. Which, Daniel, if you're listening. Do it, buddy. Get out of retirement, man. Come on. You don't want to go out with that fashion movie. No, not a fashion but, movie. And it's called The Phantom Thread, by the way. And like, you know, oh. if you're going to... Movies that have Phantom in the title do not do well. Unless you're Phantom of the Opera, of course. Um, or the classic film, uh, I think it's 1990 film, The Phantom. Was that Billy Zane? Billy Zane, absolutely. The Billy Zane superhero movie. <laughs> I love, so, I so love that Daniel, movie. You're, you got, you got Billy Zane, Jar Jar Binks, and, and, and some opera. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. You, wanna, you got one more in you after Phantom. He's, oh, he's got it. He, he's he got to come back. Do you want Meryl to sit alone at the Oscars? Come on. Daniel. Don't do that to Meryl. Don't she deserves Meryl. better. Meryl in a Star Wars movie. Oh, I <laughs> would I would just fall over. I just love Meryl, and Meryl deserves her own character in Star Wars. Maybe that's the spinoff then. My pitch to Ryan Johnson. I just walk in, he's like, 
oh god they're giving me all this money i gotta make three movies what do i do what do i do i'm just like ryan meryl and he, it's he, like the aliens he, thing where yeah, James Cameron comes her. in. <laughs> James Cameron comes into a board meeting and uh, all he does is write alien and then adds an S to it. I think the S was actually a dollar sign. Yes, it was a dollar sign. You're he, so he's correct. He's pitching the sequel to Alien and he writes alien on a board and marker and everyone's like looking at him and he just puts a dollar sign <laughs> at the end. What I'm... <laughs> My pitch that is similar to James Cameron is I walk in, there's a whiteboard there. I have my whiteboard marker, write Meryl in all caps, grab my red marker and just draw hearts all around it. And then if they're confused, you write Streep with a dollar sign for the exactly. S. Like, oh, that Meryl. Yes, yes. Yes, here's $150 million. Do what you must. Uh, also, going back to uh, the Sorkin uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars, our good friend uh allison janney from the west wing Mm -hmm. is also the voice of the robot uh for the star wars uh star tours introduction video i would love to get janney into the star wars universe you know that that was one of the the bucket list things that um damon lindelof and carlton cuse had for for loss they said Mm -hmm. before loss goes off the air we have to find a way to get Alice and Janney on this show. And they did in like the second to last episode. I don't even remember that. You to don't? be honest. No. Did you finish Lost? I did. I just like, after the second season, I was just like. She was Jacob glazed. and the Smoke Monster's mom. Do you remember that? Oh my God. She was their mom on Lost. I'm going to get that, make sure I got that right. Because she was definitely in the flashback episode. Alice and Janney. <laughs> <laughs> She's outside right now saying, please don't talk about this. Janny, I love you. Please. Um, she's, she'd be great on, uh, on Star... Uh, but, you know, Why? speaking of tar- uh, Star Tours... Um, oh, yeah. Did you see that they're splitting it up? Wait, what? Yeah, the new Star Tours. Because, um, you know, Disneyland and Disney World are redoing a lot of their Star Wars properties. Yeah. They're building the whole Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which I'm very excited yes, for. Yes, yes, yes. Um... But they're splitting the prequel and um, original trilogies. You, when you get I'm, in line, uh-huh. you choose whether you want to go um, over here and you go to the go to the right to fly through the original trilogy. Yeah. Go to the left to fly through the prequel trilogy. Okay, like I mean, it's, it's, the line is going to be so much different for both sides. Um, but I'm I'm fine with that. It's never it's honestly never bothered me that like. You can go to... Canonically, it makes no sense at all. Oh my gosh. And that That is my cousin who's probably... Who may be listening to hey, this. Butts. Yeah. Butts <laughs> is like, yeah, I don't like that. I'm sorry. That's a terrible impersonation of Butts. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. You can't go to Hoth and then go to Naboo with the Naboo Starfighters. It's star totally And they even show like scenes that happen in the movies. And you're like, yeah. that's not really how it happened. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just there to have fun. I'm not freaking disneyland let me have a good time but i'm cool with that like that doesn't bother me yeah and they also are going to be integrating um a scene from crate yes uh, that's that's where i thought you were going with it. no no i definitely i mean my pass expires in mid-january but i think i think i got to get there before uh, when they when they unleash the crate scene because seeing like flying through jakku before seeing force awakens was, it was so, so cool. fun it was so it was, like, cool. i had seen i knew the the shots they were going to use with like the downed uh star destroyer mm-hmm. and all that but i was like 
getting to be immersed in it that's it's so awesome that's, that was worth it i'm uh at this point i'm planning on going the day that it's released yeah which is this friday well you gotta pretty much get there at park opening and plan oh, on yeah. being in line for a while right? that's that's what i'm doing like i have a few friends who are like oh yeah we'll go too and i'm like i'm just letting you know like I'm going to start tours. You don't have to join me, but I'm going to start tours. I've been asked by by friends of mine who not only like Star or casual fans of Star Wars who know that I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but are also casual fans of Disneyland and know that I'm a pass holder. And they say, like, you know, is it worth, you know, going to the, like, when they do the hyperspace mountain or when they do the Star Tours stuff, is it worth checking that out? And I was like, I'm like, absolutely. They do a really good job. Like, honestly... Maybe it's just me because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, but like, I get scared when I see Kylo Ren walking around in Tomorrowland. Like, oh yeah, it's freaky. I uh, completely agree. I when I was a kid, I I don't ever remember like being like very scared of Darth Vader, yeah. except for when his mask came off. That was creepy. It it scared me every single time when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. Now it's just like, oh, you poor guy. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It was like a couple months ago. I was walking around Disneyland. And I, for the first time, I saw Darth Vader. No way. And I, like, that not during the Jedi show. And, like, it was so intimidating. Like, I was scared. Yeah, that's the embodiment of all that's evil. Yeah. It's the and, most evil villain in movie history. Yeah. I, it so, scared me. So if you're listening and you are thinking about a trip to Disney World or Disneyland, definitely do it. Do it. Definitely stand in line for whatever Star Wars integrated ride they're doing. Um, I didn't get to do the Halloween theme Space Mountain, but I'm hoping they do. Don't no, ever I mean... do Ghost Galaxy. Really? No. It's this. It makes no sense because it's space related. I feel like I can talk about this. Uh, yes. Well, and it, it was they they went from hyperspace mountain back to space mountain for a hot minute, and then they yep. changed it to Ghost Galaxy. Yes, Ghost Galaxy is the stupidest thing that Disneyland has ever done. I am on record saying that. It makes no sense. It's a galaxy that's like alive and it's chasing after you. But if the galaxy was close enough to you mm-hmm. to like, sw- like it has like arms and like swipes at you. I'm like, if that that's happened, like that work. would, that would take over you. It would engulf you completely. Right. Do you know how gravity even works? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it makes, it makes no sense. And it has an eyeball. Oh, and I'm just like, why? It's so stupid. I've got Don't a hot, go on. I've got a hot take for you. Ooh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think Hyperspace Mountain is better than Star Tours. Wow. I think it's better. Wow. That is I a bold statement. I had so much more fun. I think maybe because I'd been on Star Tours before and so I kind of knew what I was getting into there. Yeah. Like on Hyperspace Mountain, which is the integration they did where like you're on Space Mountain, but like as you go through it, you see like there's a whole X-Wing versus TIE Fighter battle mm-hmm. happening around you. Yep. And it's like, it's mind-bogglingly immersive i was yeah. not i had such low expectations but i hope they do it again because i hope so too i'm great. actually surprised that they got rid of it and took it back to space mountain yeah i thought they're gonna keep it like that until galaxy's edge opened but which cross our fingers that everything opens on time and the galaxy's edge isn't too i ride on the disneyland train every single time i go just to like get a little sneaky peek oh. at it oh i do big thunder mountain so i can get a sneak yeah, yeah. At galaxy's edge as well <laughs> Uh, Alyssa, what do you have to plug? Ooh, uh, just me, my lovely Twitter page. Yourself. Myself. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alyssa G. 
A-L-L-Y-S-S-A-G. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you, Drew? Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. I am W-E-R-D-T-R-O-L-L. And so, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I know we didn't do a whole lot of talking about Last Jedi because there was so much other stuff to do here. Yeah. So we might have some more on that the next time we talk. Um, by the way, if you um, want to follow us, we are on Twitter. Alyssa, what's oh, yes. our handle? Uh, our handle is Yaddle Podcast. Uh, that's our Twitter. Uh, we have a SoundCloud page as well, which is where you're obviously finding this podcast. Maybe one day we'll expand it mm-hmm. out to the iTunes world. Maybe Who so. knows? Uh, but also, if you are liking this, like you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give us questions. We'd love to do a mailbag type oh, segment. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'd love that so much. Pitch us your idea for a Star Wars trilogy or a Star Wars TV yeah, show. Yeah, let us know what you guys are thinking about this. We are not above reading fan fiction on this show. Oh, no. I freaking... Fact, whenever I'm bored. Fact, I really want that. In fact, if you want to give us your pitch, you make it as insane as you want. Yeah. we should. I think we should do an episode of us reading... Some good that, fan fiction. That might be. And you Put can, on some, uh, you know, some mood music in the background. <laughs> we'll get uh, Beth and Jen, your roommates, in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tuka can have a part. Tuka is fast asleep. Tuka, Tuka. is our cat uh, executive producer. Yeah, she she obviously cares very deeply about the um, show. A picture of her wearing an R2 uh, uh, sweater will be in the show notes oh, as yeah. well. I, she's sleeping right now, which is a perfect time to... Uh, is that a pun? <laughs> All right, I think I've said about (laughs) enough here. Uh, Thank you again, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, be sure to check us out and follow us on Twitter so that you can find out when new episodes are posted. Alyssa, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming over. see you next time. See you then. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.